because my cat is so spoiled, she was sitting in my podcasting chair and she's like fast asleep. I, I can't kick her out. That's so rude. Holy shit, Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> she's so cute. I can't wake that sleeping beauty. That cat has you whipped, dude. <laughs> I'm ridiculously excited because Halloween is coming up. Mm -hmm. Yes, so close. And I have a question for you, Abby. What was the best Halloween costume you've ever had? Oh, my God. That is such a good question. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) I have an immediate answer. I would not have been able to answer before last year, but last year's costume was my absolute favorite. I dressed up as Fiona Good from American Horror Story Coven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was I think that's your Twitter profile pic. It is my Twitter profile pic. I will also post it to our Instagram so that everyone can see how glorious I looked. But I got a big black umbrella. I wore a flowy black top, black pencil skirt, black tights, black heels, red lipstick. I looked amazing. And I looked Nailed like my it. idol, Jessica Lang, who is a goddess on this earth. You absolutely nailed it. Thank you. I thought I looked so good. And my coworker... I work on a fancy university campus, you know, I or I, I used to before the pandemic forced us all to work from home. But it had these very old fashioned lamps and like iron railings on one of our buildings. So I did a little photo shoot with my coworker. So the setting also looks slightly right. It was so good. It was so much fun. Anyone that hasn't seen American Horror Story Coven, if you like witches and and Halloween and some other just wacky nonsense... Highly recommend best season of American Horror Story ever, as far as I'm concerned. I know you disagree. I don't know. I don't know if I disagree. It is a great season. I don't think it's my absolute favorite. It is definitely for Fiona's character. Oh, she's just a goddess. That's true. She's such a goddess. She's so... And so is Sarah Paulson. And just every... every Sarah Paulson's always amazing. Oh, my God. Um, Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. Oh, my God. She's so good. Every and oh my gosh, even um, her character is awful. Oh, uh, Kathy Bates. Yes, Kathy Bates is a, such an amazing actress too. Who did? I mean, who like it was a historical figure that did a lot of awful, awful, awful things in the eighteen somethings. And she plays the part so yeah. well because Kathy Bates is just an amazing actress. Incredible. So is Angela Bassett, Jessica Lange. I mean, can okay, you so ask pretty for much everyone, cast? everyone on that show is incredible. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But anyway, that's my top Halloween pick. I think the only Nope, that's it. That's my that's my I did I did dress up as Severus Snape for my birthday once, <laughs> which my birthday is the, is October 16th and so we had like a Harry Potter themed party and I dressed up as as Severus Snape. Wow. Now I think I just changed my answer on what my best costume was. And I think it was Dumbledore. Was it Dumbledore? <laughs> that was your I best that- costume. <laughs> I think that was my best costume. That's not what I was going to say. But now that I think about it, I think that was. Because not only did I look like Dumbledore, but I became Dumbledore. You really embodied him. But you, but like, but the Potter puppet pals version. 
or the uh, or the um that comic that comic strip where he just basically screams your exams are canceled and 10 points to Gryffindor that is my absolute favorite version of Dumbledore Mm -hmm. and I can't say the Tumblr name because it's like a million letters long Mm -hmm. we will also post that to our Instagram because we will we will give them due credit because it's so funny I do have a picture of you and me as Snape and Dumbledore together so yeah I love it because I also did like the the flouncy swooshy Snape (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I did my best Alan Rickman accent. Yeah. Good times. To be clear, I'm not a Snape apologist, but we will we will have a Harry Potter discussion some other time. Oh, yeah. That's just a whole other long conversation. Long conversation. Also, fuck J.K. <laughs> Rowling. I want to throw her into the sun. But oh yeah, that's also a separate conversation for another time. What was what were you going to say? I was going to say my favorite costume that I ever did was... The mask wearing serial killer thing we did as a group. Abby, you were in on that too. So, <gasps> oh my God, that was a great costume. <laughs> it was so good. So, but we basically did, we had like a group of five people and we all wore business suits mm-hmm. and then we wore white masks and we walked around not quite being like the purge, but that's what everyone thought it was. But it was so creepy and it was fun because we were walking around in our downtown area and we scared everybody. It mm-hmm. was hilarious. Because there were four or five of us all wearing business suits and blank white masks. And yes. God, it was so fun. That might have not been the best costume, but that was my best Halloween ever. It was so much fun because people were legit scared of us. Mm-hmm. They were like running away and like freaking out whenever we came near them. It was so much fun. And we got an amazing photo of all of us with a photobomb by Jason in the background. Yes, that's right. Okay, we're going to have to do a Halloween slideshow yeah, on so. our Instagram. But that, like, absolutely <laughs> best, all of those. best Halloween ever. That was so much fun. Yeah, I still like my witch costume the best. That was still a good time. That was pretty great. Mm-hmm. God, I love Halloween, you guys. I We're like my gonna- favorite movie is Cabin in the Woods, which is kind of what inspired that business suit costume. That's right. Yeah, because there's just like a small clip of them. Mm-hmm. I forget about that because they're only on screen for like two seconds, but we were but like, oh, that so would make such a good costume. Ominous. Like they've got someone down and they're just ominously slowly opening a suitcase. And you're like, oh, God, <laughs> they're going to do to him. And then the camera cuts away. So if I ever did another podcast, it would probably be about horror movies because I love horror movies mm-hmm. and Halloween and everything scary, creepy, mm-hmm. which is probably why I love fairy tales, because let's be real. They're pretty fucked yeah. up. They really are. Honestly, I was going through all of the fairy tale books that I have, and I was trying to find a a horror themed fairy tale. And the problem wasn't that I couldn't find one. The problem was that like horrible stuff happens in all of these that would happen in a horror movie. So instead, I went with a classic. What did you go with? So if we're ready to move on to the fairy tale portion of this, I picked... I think so. I'm so excited. I decided I was going to do a classic. I'm doing Hansel and Gretel because small children, witches, candy. I feel like that's a pretty pretty Halloween story to me. That's the perfect Halloween-themed fairy tale. Yes. So I think... So that's what I'm going to go with. do you want me to make predictions? Yes. No, 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 because we all know this story. We all know this story, but what I love is 
with fairy tales. I mean, I'm assuming you read the original like Grim Fairy Tale. Mm-hmm. So it's probably not exactly what we're expecting. Although this one I think is less made for kids these days. Like I don't think Disney's done a version of it. No, I looked I looked around for other versions of it and no one no one really does Hansel and Gretel just because it's it's pretty dark. There's really yeah. no there's really no way to spin it in a way that's cheerful. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> pretty fucked up the first the first half of it is their parents are trying to kill them and there's and the second half of it is a witch is trying to kill them (laughs) it is truly a what the fuck fairy tale it's a what the fuck (laughs) fairy tale for sure so even though i think most people um who kind of grew up who kind of grew up in like the on the the west the quote-unquote western canon of fairy tales i think most people know the story but it doesn't get repurposed in media a lot if someone's listening and they know of a great hansel and gretel media retelling please let me know the only thing that i found was an opera that was produced yeah a hansel but that's because operas are usually about fucked up stuff (laughs) (laughs) well i do think i want to make some predictions on how you would change it yes tell me what you think my fixes are Oh, right. Because I think the obvious fixes are like their parents don't leave them in the fucking woods. <laughs> the obvious fixes are their parents don't feel don't leave them in the woods or. But then but something. then you wouldn't have a tale. Yeah, you wouldn't have a story. So here is one of my predictions for that. I think you would make. <laughs> OK, here's how I would change it. Just based on, uh, you know, you not retelling it to me yet. I would love to see the witch kind of become a mother or grandmother figure to at least the the girl mm-hmm. uh, Gretel mm-hmm. <laughs> and make her a witch <laughs> and then they eat Hansel together <laughs> because I think that would be a really fun story <laughs> I think I made it worse but that's honestly how I would fix that tale okay all right I'll take I'll take that one as a I'm just gonna tell you right now you are correct madam <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck yes! Exactly. Yes, I exactly how knew I would it. fix this fucking story. Is that what you wrote in your notes? Yep, <laughs> that's literally what I wrote in my notes. So I don't really, <laughs> I don't feel like waiting until the end to tell if you were right. That is correct. Uh, I would fix it exactly that way. But <sighs> without further ado, and I, I haven't yes. decided whether or not Hansel gets to live and the witch like takes both of them on as her apprentices. Nah, but I kind <laughs> of, I kind of like it better if Hansel gets eaten and Gretel becomes a witch. <laughs> I just think that's so funny. <laughs> Which is actually really sad, considering what a bamf and amazing older brother Hansel is. So I feel a little bad about saying it. But anyway. So Wait, let's hear it. Hansel and Gretel, a little background about it. It's a German folktale. It is also sometimes called Little Brother and Little Sister. Collected by the Brothers Grimm, published in Grimm's Fairy Tales in 1812, but folklorists think that it likely emerged as a cohesive story in the late Middle Ages. I have a question about the Brothers Grimm. I've read a lot of their fairy tales, but I'm pretty sure they, it's not that the Brothers Grimm wrote these fairy tales. They collected oral fairy tales as a way to preserve German oral fairy tales, right? Yes. And it was strictly from their region of Germany. Yeah. I believe. I'm pretty sure that's the background of the Grimm brothers, but I think that's a big uh, misconception is that they wrote the fairy tales themselves, mm-hmm. which I think they, you know, they did write them down, but they heard them from other people. Yeah, because I, I think that they wrote down a lot of the stories that their 
families told, a lot of the stories that they'd heard from other people in their region. They went out and they asked people to tell them their stories. But most of these stories were um, an oral tradition before. L- like Hansel and Gretel is is a, a story that folklorists think originated in the 1250s. Yeah. And I just then, think that's so neat. <laughs> I, I, I think it's, and I think it's important to note because I think we give the Brothers Grimm a little too much credit. They just, they merely collected the stories. They didn't write them. Unlike Hans Christian Andersen, who actually wrote the stories. He was an author. He was like in Dickens' time. Yeah. So, German folktale, late Middle Ages. There's a couple of themes that it has in common with a bunch of other folktales, including, like, it's got a lot of themes in common with a couple of classic French folktales. Like the leaving of breadcrumbs and stones. It might have roots that go back to an, the ancient Greek myth of Ariadne giving Theseus thread to guide him through the labyrinth in, in that story, which that's one of my favorite Greek, Greek myths. So I might get around to that one at some point. That's the background on Hansel and Gretel. I've, I've got, I've got more, but maybe that'll come up after the story is over. We're just going to do story time now. So tell me a tale. We all more or less know the tale, but it's always fun to hear it again. So we start in the classic fashion. Once upon a time, there dwelt on the outskirts of a large forest, a poor woodcutter with his wife and two children. The boy was called Hansel and the girl Gretel. He had always little enough to live on. And once when there was a great famine in the land, he couldn't even provide them with daily bread. It's very sad. So obviously times is hard. Times is hard. So you got to start <laughs> killing cats and making them into pies. <laughs> that is a Sweeney Todd joke. If you haven't, if you haven't heard or seen that, please do. <laughs> um, also, I've been saying that a lot lately because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Times is hard. Times is hard. <laughs> Mr. Todd. <laughs> So there's a famine in the country. He's really concerned about how he's going to be able to put food on the table for his family. And he's fretting about this one night to his wife who says, I'll tell you what, husband. Early tomorrow morning, we'll take the children out into the thickest part of the wood. There we shall light a fire for them and give them each a piece of bread. Then we'll go on to our work and leave them alone. They won't be able to find their way home and we shall thus be rid of them. Damn. Damn. That's gold. I know. (laughs) <laughs> right off the bat, it hits you with a what the fuck? <laughs> this person is a sociopath. Times is real hard. <laughs> Times is real, real hard. <laughs> also, I'm not going to lie. I want to do this to my dog sometimes. <laughs> I think all parents can play. <laughs> the difference is they don't actually yeah, do Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I would never <laughs> actually do it is the point. So... I do get the impulse. <laughs> he has the same reaction we had. He's, he's pretty much like, what the fuck, woman? And they argue about it. And she calls him an idiot who's going to make them starve. She even says that he might as well go out and just make their coffins now. She makes these sorts of arguments. And then eventually she gets him to agree to abandon his kids in the woods. <laughs> Well, see, all the versions I've ever, all the references anyway, like, mm-hmm. you know, like TV versions or whatever, they usually have it as the, the man, the husband, the father wants to leave the kids in the woods. 
Oh, really? And the mother finds out about it later, and she's, like, all pissed off. So it's interesting that it's the, in the original, it's the mother's idea. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I guess I've only, I've only ever heard the original, I suppose. Yeah. I, it's either that or, or she's not present at all. And I guess then it okay. would be him who goes and leaves them in the woods, but it's but it's she's not there and he's a single dad. <laughs> but I've never heard it where like their mom is still around and loves them. Yeah. I've always heard it that it's the father's idea and he just does it and doesn't tell the okay. mother until he gets back and then she's all pissed off about it. You know, I kind of like that version better in a weird <laughs> it way. It sounds more realistic. It sounds but... more realistic. <laughs> Well, not realistic in that a father would care less about his kids. I mean that one of the parents, you know, it's just all terrible. It just all, you know, it just also, we shouldn't leave our children alone in the woods. And I think that that's a pretty firm moral line. That is our stance. And it's a hot take, we know, but we're sticking to it. (laughs) Anyway, so he agrees to abandon his kids in the woods. And the thing about the houses of poor woodcutters is they have terrible soundproofing. The kids <laughs> heard all of this. Oh, shit. Gretel, very sensibly, bursts into tears. And Hansel, very bravely, because he's a stone-cold, badass little kid, comforts her. He says, don't worry, he'll find a way to fix it. He slips out of the house. He fills his coat pockets with these little white pebbles that line the walkway up to their front door that shine like silver in the moonlight. And he goes back to bed. Um, The next morning before dawn, the stepmother comes to wake them up, tells them that they're all going into the forest to fetch wood. She gives them... (laughs) Yep. (laughs) They know better. That's a pretty thin... Pretty thin excuse. She gives them each a little bit of bread. She tells them not to eat it all in one place because that's all they're going to get ever if her plan <laughs> goes the way if you know what she I mean. Thinks. <laughs> that's all you're going to get, wank. <laughs> Forever. So fucked. So fucked up. They all go into the forest. Hansel keeps stopping and turning around to look back at the house just over and over and over until his father finally asks why. To which he replies, he is looking back at his kitten who was sitting and waving him farewell from the roof of their house. That's cute. Very cute. Also, if they are so poor that they're considering leaving their kids alone in the woods to starve to death, why do they have a cat? (laughs) He wanted to keep the kitten, but not the kid. I I get that. (laughs) (laughs) Me as a mom. Hey, that's fair. It's fair. But also, like, practically speaking, you figure that, like, eating all your pets would come before abandoning your children in the woods. You would think. On anyway, but whatever. Apparently he has a kitten and the cats, he says the cat's waving to him from the roof of the house. So we all know what he's really doing. His familiar. Exactly. (laughs) Because he's going to be a witch's apprentice, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. Uh, We all know what he's really doing. He's dropping pebbles on the ground uh, so that he and Gretel can find their way home later. And that's a pretty thin excuse, but his mean stepmother totally buys it, and she tells him that he's such a donkey. It's the morning sun shining on the chimney, Hansel. Ugh. <laughs> what a bitch. I know, she's such a bitch. And Like, you couldn't have at least abandoned your kids in town so somebody else might take yes, care of them? well, no, but then the people in town probably know them, and they'd probably take them back to their farm and be like, hey, you left your fucking kids <laughs> in the middle of town, asshole. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Called out. Yep. Exactly. They don't want to be the sh- they don't want to be the shame of the village. They just want to go kill their kids in the woods. 
<laughs> can't do anything in private anymore. <laughs> this world is too interconnected. And this was pre-internet, you understand. <laughs> so they get to the middle of the forest. The father tells the kids to go fetch as much wood as they can carry, and then he'll light a fire for them so they won't be cold, which I think is a dead giveaway that he's planning on, <laughs> even if they didn't already know. <laughs> Obviously planning on abandoning them in the woods. But anyway, they they rest by the fire all afternoon. They eat their bread. And they think that they hear the thump of their father's axe a short distance away. They lie down and they go to sleep when they get tired. He's not there. It's just the ball that he had tied on a dead tree to be blown about in the wind and sort of make banging noises. Wow. He's really... It was very elaborate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he and their stepmom have totally split. Okay. <laughs> Wait, stepmom? Yeah, she's their stepmother. She's their stepmother in the Brothers Grimm version. In earlier versions, she is their mother mother. Okay. Not that being a step parent doesn't make you a kid's parent, but you know what I mean. Step parents, especially in fairy tales, get such a bad rap. They get a really bad rap, which is not earned in most cases. Yeah. I wonder if that's why there's such a stigma towards step parents. Like it's I just honestly wonder. Down. But I don't have step parents, so I honestly can't. Like, yeah, my husband has a stepfather who he grew up calling dad. He he loves that guy, and that guy like loves him back. Like they, so mm-hmm. they have a great relationship. So, but I think yeah. that I think that the the fear of step parents is definitely something that fairy tales instill in children because yeah. it's almost always a step parent who's trying to kill you, right? Evil, especially evil stepmothers. Mm-hmm. Especially evil stepmothers. Case in point: this stepmother, <laughs> bitch. What a bitch. Another fix for this would be the husband says, nah, bitch, not going to leave my kids in the woods. I'm going to leave you in the woods. And then she <gasps> And then she becomes a witch, woods. too. <laughs> and then maybe she becomes the witch's <laughs> apprentice. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Go on. Anyway. God, that would be a great fix, though. <laughs> I know. It would be amazing. They're long gone. The kids have fallen asleep by the fire. They wake up to discover that they are indeed abandoned. Gretel starts to cry, but then Hansel says, hey, don't worry about it. Who's your big brother? I got it figured out. Aww, I, know. I love Hansel. Hansel's amazing. This is why I feel bad about my fix involving him being eaten. <laughs> about him getting eaten. <laughs> He's pretty cool. He's a pretty cool guy. So he says, wait a bit until the moon is up, and then the moon will illuminate the stones that I took from our front yard and we'll be able to find our way home. And I thought it was breadcrumbs, but... That's later. This process is repeated. I've never heard the stone thing, so... Yeah, so that's... interesting. That's cool. I gl- I'm glad that I'm telling you a version of the story that you haven't heard before. You are, for sure. And I'm glad that I am, in turn, getting a version of the story that I haven't heard before. This is why I <laughs> want to do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is so much fun for us or something. <laughs> I know. It's almost like this is what we would talk about normally. <laughs> They walk through the night, they see the pebbles, they are illuminated by the moonlight, they make it home, and they knock on the door, and when their stepmother answers it, she exclaims, You naughty children, what a time you've slept in the wood! We thought you were never going to come back! Holy shit! She's a bitch. Yeah, I've never heard this version either, yeah. where they went home. Like, she just completely pretends. Oh, hey, you. Oh, hey, kids. kids. Man, you were real bad kids just just <laughs> sleeping in the woods, in the middle of the woods, where we totally left you. Here's a hint, by the way, everyone. 
Uh, usually when people get really angry at you when you're right about something, it's because you're calling them out. <laughs> That's usually a really good sign that you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's if they get really self-righteously angry about it. And defensive. Mm-hmm. It's usually a sign that they've got a point. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice for, you know, all of us, including including me. I've been noticing that in myself when someone tells me, when someone like checks me on something that I'm like, oh, 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 I never in all my life has I have I heard such a slander upon my my name in person. And then I go and I think about it for a little while and I go like, oh, I'm an asshole. (laughs) Oh, I'm the asshole. (laughs) Oh, okay, I'm the asshole. (laughs) Aren't we all sometimes though? We really are. But I think it's it's important it's important growth to be able to admit it after you've gotten over your huffy face. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> it happens to all of us. It's okay. It's okay. But just learn from it and accept it at some point. Growth. Therapy. Maybe the stem mom could have used some therapy. She really probably could have. I'm sure I know Hansel and Gretel are gonna need some. Yeah. Which is, I mean, Hansel won't because he's going to get eaten in the dream version of this. She yells at them for being late coming home, but their father rejoiced for his conscience had reproached him for leaving his children behind by themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. I'm glad you felt at least a little bad about it. Not bad enough to go back into the woods and look for them. But bad enough that when they came home, you were like, oh, this is good. (laughs) (laughs) So the other thing about this is that apparently everything was kind of fine after that for a while. But not long afterwards, there was again a great dearth in the land, which means that they survived the first famine just fine with the kids, you know, not being abandoned in the woods. And then there was no famine for a while. And then not long afterward, they had another famine. So there's like a long break in between them trying to leave their kids in the woods. Yes, there is a long break in between leaving their kids in the woods. But anyway, so this is famine number two. Reminder, (laughs) they survived the first famine just fine. (laughs) But the children once again heard their stepmother address their father thus in bed one night. Everything is eaten up once more. We have only half a loaf in the house. And when that's done, it's all up with us. The children must be got rid of. We'll lead them deeper into the woods this time so they won't be able to find their way out again. There is no other way of saving ourselves. <laughs> wow. There, okay. is, there is no other way. <laughs> None. I mean, leaving your kids in the woods to die, couldn't you just, like, mercy? I mean, I mean... <laughs> I mean or if, I mean, I just assume if I were a mother and my kids were starving, I would kill my husband to feed them and then cut off my own arm. Killing the children wouldn't be the first thought. Maybe but not if I were a stepmom. I think, I think that there also was sort of like a system in place where you could, I mean, and this, this also sucks, but it's not as bad as killing your kids, but you could essentially sell them off as indentured servants to wealthier families so that huh. they didn't live with you anymore. But they were being fed and clothed by people who could afford to do that. I feel like this lady is just lazy. Yeah. That's not a great option. But it is one rung up from, like, abandoning your kids in the woods. The man's heart smote him heavily. And he thought that surely it would be better to die with one's children sharing one last bite together. 
but his wife wouldn't listen to his arguments and did nothing but scold and reproach him. And as we know, Kelsey, if a man yields once, he's done for. And so, because if he had given in the first time, he was forced to do so the second. That's so fucked up. I know, so fucking sexist. Damn. <laughs> All right, so he's a spineless asshole. <laughs> The kids, again, they're awake. The walls are thin. They heard the whole conversation. And Hansel once again go tries to go get pebbles. But this time, the stepmother has figured out his racket and she has barred the door. Damn. Yeah. So he isn't able to do it. But he still reassures Gretel that she should sleep peacefully for God is sure to help us. Aww. He says. And or lead them to a witch, or I mean. <laughs> feed or feed them to a witch. God is fickle, <laughs> or is bigger fish to fry. I guess. Yeah, that probably. Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so at early dawn, the woman came again. She makes them get up. They repeat the whole spiel. They take them out to the woods. She gives them each a bit of bread again, uh, much smaller portions this time. And once again, Hansel keeps turning back to stare at the house. And this time when his father asks him what he's doing and what are you looking for? He says, I'm looking at back at my little pigeon who was sitting on the roof, waving at me. Farewell. Aww. Yeah. That's again, sweet. Also, I wonder what happened to that cat. Maybe that's how they survived. Family <laughs> number one. Yeah. I like that. It's not the cat. this time. Yep. No, it's a pigeon now. <laughs> mm-hmm. No more pets. Hansel. <laughs> no more Hansel. Stop getting pets. This is why your family is starving. Should be eating this pigeon. Uh, again, the wife totally buys it, calls him an idiot, tells him it's the morning sun glittering off the chimney. But Hansel is crumbling his bread uh, mm-hmm. along the path to help get them home again. So they basically repeat the same pattern as they tend to do in fairy tales. The mm-hmm. you know the woodcutter goes out, he's chopping wood. The kids uh, sleep by the fire. Hansel and Gretel share Gretel's bread since he crumbled all of his on the walk out into the woods and they fall asleep. The evening passes away and they wake up once again in pitch dark uh, to find that they have once again been abandoned in the woods. (laughs) But Hansel says, don't worry about it. We're going to wait for moonrise and we'll be able to get home. But as I think, you know, you know, this part of the story, all of the birds that live in the forest have come and eaten all of the bread that he has laid as a trail between mm-hmm. their house and because they're also even deeper in the woods now. Mm-hmm. As as per their stepmother's suggestion that they, they yep. really wanna, try to abandon didn't want to mess up time. that time. Yeah. <laughs> so they're really, really, really deep in the woods now. Hansel is still trying to keep a a cheery sunny disposition on it he tells her like don't worry but we'll figure a way out of this he's being such a good brother and but they're they're not doing so hot they actually end up wandering for about three days in the woods mm-hmm. with with no food and very little water only a little water that they could actually find so um, is it possible that what comes next is all a hallucination from being so dehydrated and starving to death? I mean, very possibly, very, very <laughs> possibly. But also, I hope not, because that wouldn't be fun. <laughs> <laughs> because now we're getting to the part of the story that is the best part of the story. <laughs> so on the third morning after they left their father's house, they get up and they start wandering again. But this time they just go deeper and deeper and deeper into the woods 
And at midday, they see a beautiful snow white bird sitting on a branch singing at them very sweetly. Uh, They stop and they listen to it. And when its song is finished, it flies away from them and they follow it and they come to a little house. What's in the house? What's in the house? (laughs) Oh, it's what's on the house that is really capturing their interest (laughs) at the moment. Tell me everything. Okay. (laughs) When they came quite near, they saw that the cottage was made of bread and roofed with cakes, while the window was made of transparent sugar. (gasps) Oh, my God. That sounds so good. (laughs) Like, when I hear, when I used to hear this part of the story as kids, that was always what I thought that I'd do. I thought that if, when I go, when, if I'm going to run up to the witch's house, I would immediately try to shatter a window pane and try to eat the. And just try to eat just the pure sugar. (laughs) That was literally my plan. (laughs) I would have been all about those roof cakes. (laughs) Those roof cakes? Trying to get those roof cakes? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I wanted that mainline direct hit. (laughs) Just the pure sugar. I don't know. This this just cracks me up because this just sounds terrible and modern vernacular english but what hansel says is now we'll set to and have a regular blowout (laughs) have a regular blowout oh (laughs) i want to start using that (laughs) oh boy i'll eat a bit of the roof and you gretel can eat some of the window which you'll find a sweet morsel so gretel is my girl she and i had the exact same idea They run up to the house. They're grabbing bits of it. They're eating as they're eating as much because they've been wandering in the woods for three days. They're so hungry. And then from inside the house, they hear nibble, nibble, little mouse. Who's nibbling on my house? And <laughs> they answer, tis heaven's own child, the tempest wild. And they go on eating. <laughs> <laughs> they're not worried about it. Nope. By the way, excellent witch voice. I... Love it. Thank you. <laughs> I was practicing. <laughs> Hansel, who thoroughly appreciated the roof, <laughs> tore down Same. a big bit of it while Gretel pushed out a whole round window pane and sat down the better to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly the door opened and an ancient woman hobbles out on a staff and asks, Oh, ho, you dear children, who led you here? Just come in and stay with me. No ill shall befall you. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Totes, believe her. How can we not believe you? Your house is made of candy. (laughs) It's the ancient version of don't take candy from strangers. (laughs) Come on. And and we have to keep telling kids that because kids fucking kids are dumb. Candy. Honestly, I fucking love candy. And <laughs> so do I. Th- that would actually but be a kids. good way to kidnap me now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. As a 30-year-old. Because I'll be Kid. 30 by the time this episode drops. What? <laughs> That's true. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but as a 30-year-old woman, you could probably still kidnap me if you had the right piece of candy. Ooh. <laughs> Just what? a glass pane of pure sugar. Uh, yes. If you had, if you held out to me a glass window pane full of pure sugar, I am yours. I don't care what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Just eat me after I finish this. <laughs> For real, though, um, what what piece of candy would be tempting to you? What's your favorite piece of Halloween candy? Halloween candy is different than my everyday candy, and I feel like that's a really important <laughs> give me both like distinction to make. But my favorite Halloween candy is definitely Kit Kat. Mm-hmm. 
Or, oh, you know, my 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 all-time favorite candy is Junior Mints, though. Oh. I love, like, dark chocolate and mint together. That's mm-hmm. my shit. That's your shit right there. So fucking good. But, yeah, I also love a Kit Kat. I love a crunchy chocolate. What about you? My favorite Halloween candy? I think I know this. Reese's Peanut is Butter Cups. Pe- yes! Good. I fucking knew it. Good guess. <laughs> and then my, my favorite, like, fancy candy, if I'm actually going to, like, a confectioner, is mm. uh, chocolate-covered peanut brittle. Oh, that's fan- that is fancy. There's peanut in both. <laughs> I like peanut. And delicious. Yes. There's peanut in both like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I just love candy. What about a fancy candy? Fancy candy? Mm-hmm. I really love peppermint bark. Hey. Like, so there's mint in anytime- both of your choices, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, mint and chocolate, especially if it's dark chocolate. It has to be dark chocolate. Right, like, to oh, balance out the dark- mint. Dark chocolate. But yeah, the peppermint bark is my favorite. Okay. For both answers, we have the cheap <laughs> version of what we like and then the expensive yeah. version of what we like. If they made a dark chocolate mint Kit Kat bar, which they probably do in like Japan or something, Ooh. I might like die because I need it in my life. It's good to know. Maybe I'll send you a box of candy for Christmas. <laughs> I was just thinking that for your birthday. <laughs> it's like, I wonder if I could just get plain sugar. Like, <laughs> Just send me a pile of sugar. And it I looks will like be a little window. Satisfied. Yeah, shaped like a little window. And I'll be quite satisfied. I might satisfied. have to make you something special soon. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. But anyway, back to the story. To this totally nice old lady who is not <laughs> shady at all, even though she lives in a house made of candy. So she takes them both by the hand. She leads them into the house and she puts the most sumptuous dinner before them. She gives them milk and pancakes and apples and nuts And after they're finished, she lays them to two beautiful little white beds that have been prepared for them. They're so soft. They're so comfortable. And they just fall down onto them and they pass out. After days in the woods, that just sounds amazing. I know. Yeah. They have a delicious feast and then they just pass out. So she appears to be very friendly, but she's really an old witch. (gasps) no i know a twist (laughs) i never saw it coming (laughs) she had only built the little bread house in order to lure children in oh god what a horrible thing to do what a horrible and really like it's so cool and and awful (laughs) and awesome and bad (laughs) what a really smart thing to do (laughs) so smart (laughs) So whenever anyone came into her power, she killed, cooked, and ate them, and then held a regular feast day for the occasion. Mm. So all witches have red eyes, and so they can't see very far. But like beasts, they have a keen sense of smell, and they know when human beings are passing by. So that's how she knew that Hansel and Gretel are out there eating her house. That's good information. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that about witches and red eyes. All of them. They all have red eyes, and they can heat sense. (laughs) they're like snakes children (laughs) yes yes just like snakes when Hansel and Gretel fell into her hands she laughed maliciously and said jeeringly I've got them now they shan't escape me (laughs) early in the morning she gets up 
and she goes and she's like starts kind of pinching the children like in their beds sort of measuring the fat that's still on their bones seeing how much she needs to fatten them up (laughs) and don't want to get them too fat (laughs) well no but you do want to have some nice like fat on it so it's not just gristly some good marbling yeah lots of good marbling (laughs) on that meat so she seizes hansel and she carries him into a little stable that she has out back and she bars the door on him and he might scream as much as he likes but it does him no good Then she goes to Gretel, wakes her up, and says, Get up, you lazy bones. Fetch water and cook something for your brother. (laughs) When he's fat, I'll eat him up. (laughs) I love her. She lays it out straight. In my fix it, this is how this is where I imagine she says, And you'll eat him too, and then I'll teach you how to make (laughs) magic candy houses. (laughs) And then Gretel says, Awesome. Fuck yes. I want to hear that story. <laughs> Except she wouldn't say awesome because Hansel's a really great older brother and she probably wouldn't want him dead. Then she, so what she says instead is she says like alternate plan. You let Hansel out of the barn and we go and we get my parents and we kill them. <laughs> <laughs> That's I still like Hansel getting eaten. You're like a, it's very You're a vicious monster, but that's fine. I do I just love witches. <laughs> So the best food was cooked for Hansel, but Gretel got nothing but crab shells. Every morning, the old woman hobbles out to the stable and she has Hansel put a finger out so that she may feel if he's getting fat. (laughs) But again, remember, she doesn't see very well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he always holds out like a chicken bone or something. Mm -hmm. and, And she pinches that and she's like, oh, my gosh, why is he not getting chubby? (laughs) Why is this not working? Because Hansel's a clever boy. And when four weeks had passed and Hansel was still so, so thin, even though he so, so was not probably at that point, (laughs) because I would be eating literally everything that came through that door. Because, I mean, it sounds awesome. Poor Gretel. I mean, if you had nerves about being eaten, though, that might. Maybe. That might ruin it just a little. That might put you off your appetite slightly, I suppose. Just a little bit. She loses her patience and she decides... I'm going to eat him anyway. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I've got a whole second kid to fatten up. I mean, she's starving too. <laughs> Obviously, Obviously, she can't eat the candy or maybe she just doesn't enjoy it. But <laughs> I think she could. I just think that she prefers eating children. Maybe she's just lost in the woods <laughs> and starving to death. If you think about it, aren't we all lost in the woods? <laughs> so she tells Gretel to go get some water and she's just going to kill him tomorrow and cook him. And oh, how the poor little sister sobbed as she carried the water and how the tears rolled down her cheeks. She cries, if only the wild beasts in the wood had eaten us, then at least we should have died together. And the witch tells her to shut up and get the oven going. <laughs> God, I love this witch. I know. <laughs> so Gretel prepares the oven. Uh, she hangs up the kettle full of water. She lights the fire in the oven. The witch says, first we'll bake. I've heated the oven already and kneaded the dough. So I'm guessing she plans to bake Hansel into a pie. Ooh. Tasty. Sounds good. A tasty little (laughs) boy pie. She pushes Gretel out to the oven from which fiery flames are already issuing. And she tells her to go into the oven to see if it's properly heated so that then they can shove in the bread. She does intend to shut the oven on Gretel and let Gretel bake in there, too. Oh, shit. As an aperitif. Crafty witch. You understand, because she is a very crafty, crafty witch. But Gretel um, is not stupid. 
Good for Gretel. <laughs> now that she's we not... We haven't heard much from her. Yeah, I know. It's mostly story. been Hansel, but she's not... She, like her brother, is not stupid. And now that she's been at least a little bit fed and she's had a lot more sleep than after wandering in the woods, she knows... I feel the same way, actually. I feel like I feel much more uh, mentally able when I've had some food. Yeah. And some coffee. Me too. So, I get it. I get it, Gretel. <laughs> You couldn't be blamed for when you were sticking this woman's entire window pane into your mouth instead of thinking about why how this might be a trap. <laughs> so Gretel plays dumb. She goes like, oh, man, I don't know how to do that. Maybe you could show me. <laughs> and the witch says, you silly goose. The opening is big enough. See, I could get in myself. And she crawls toward it because she's not so smart. Pokes her head into the oven. Gretel shoves her, slams the door shut, draws the bolt, and just the old woman just starts screaming. The book says it was quite horrible, but Gretel (laughs) fled, and the old woman was left to perish miserably. Oh, damn. Gretel is savage. (laughs) She is savage. Don't mess with a woman who's had some food. (laughs) And sleep. (laughs) That's when we get you. (laughs) holy fuck so she runs out to the barn she frees Hansel and Hansel springs like a bird out of a cage and the door is opened and they you know they're happy and they're hugging and they're crying falling on each other's necks (laughs) and as they no longer had any cause for fear they went into the old hag's house and they found in every corner of the room boxes with pearls and precious stones Ooh, yeah which Hansel declares to be even better than pebbles. Tell me he doesn't take it. They don't take it to their Oh, parents. they do. They cram God their pockets full it. of them. <laughs> and Gretel says, I too will bring something home. She fills her apron full of gemstones and they decide to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> and go to anybody's house. And go to parents. literally anywhere else. That's my other okay, fix for this story. Fix. Yeah, the other, the, that's the real fix. The other fix for the story is they don't go home. Um, when they had wandered about for some hours, they came to a big lake and Hansel says that we can't get over. I see no bridge of any sort or kind, but Gretel says, look, uh, there's a duck over there. I'll ask him for directions or ways to get (laughs) over. And does Gretel need some more food? (laughs) (laughs) No, it works. She calls out, here are two children, mournful, very seeing neither bridge nor ferry. Take us upon your white back and row us over. Quack, quack. Oh, my goodness. I know. I've never heard this part of the story. This is, and this I is love one it. of sort of the more original Brothers Grimsy touches to it that <laughs> definitely came from like a more oral tradition. Um, this is definitely a piece of another story that someone added on (laughs) to this one for no fucking reason. Cause it could have just said, and then they went home, but instead uh, they have this whole thing with a duck. Anyway. I love it. We're almost done. That's a cute little quack, quack, (laughs) quack, quack. The duck, (laughs) the duck swims over. Hansel gets on her back um, and tries to get Gretel to sit with him. But Gretel is like, duh, Hansel, we're going to sink if we both get on the duck's back. (laughs) ducks are obviously big enough to carry one small child but not two (laughs) especially since you've gained all that weight (laughs) especially since Hansel uh, has some nice marbling on him probably that was just her nice way of saying you've gained a lot of weight Hansel (laughs) (laughs) she's such a polite child (laughs) and talks to ducks (laughs) the duck ferries them both separately across the lake 
And so they get across the lake and they're going through the woods. The trees eventually thin out and they eventually see their father's house in the distance. They bound over, they bound inside, they fall on his neck. They all have a really happy reunion somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It says the man had not passed a happy hour since he left them in the wood, but the woman had died. (laughs) (laughs) Well, honestly, good. Good. Fuck you, dad. <laughs> yeah. Like, who cares? <laughs> you honestly, you should spend the rest of your life miserable, and the kids should have just not gone home. Yep. Gone to someone else and been like, "Will you be our new mom and dad? Look at all. Look the at all the money we brought with candy us. We have. <laughs> anyway, Gretel, you know, shakes out her apron. Hansel empties his pockets. Just pearls and precious stones all over the place, and thus all their troubles were ended. And they lived happily ever afterward. That was beautiful. Oh, I loved all the stuff I didn't know. Yeah, it was so good. I'm glad you. I'm glad you enjoyed that. I, I like enjoyed it thoroughly. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that this is a version you didn't know. Yeah, there were a lot of things about it I didn't know. Yeah, it's much longer this way. I think that other versions have been edited for time. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and you know, we were earlier we were talking about different versions of Hansel and Gretel, but I have thought of a couple while you were talking, I, I thought of a couple that I had heard of where like Hansel and Gretel actually kill the witch. I think these are like really modern though. I think one of them, the one I'm thinking of might be from uh Disenchanted or Disenchantment or something like that. It's like a cartoon on Netflix. Is that uh, the Matt bu- Groening? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's the same guy who did The Simpsons, and it's like Hansel and Gretel killed the witch, and they become like they're the ones that are eating all the kids. Which I love. Like that's, I don't that's an excellent like change to the story. I think maybe that's how yeah. maybe that's his fix for the story. Uh, send us or tweet at us like your favorite Hansel and Gretel versions. Yeah, you if you've heard it. any like different versions of the story, or if you like our fixes mm-hmm. or have a different one. Although I really think those are the two. I think those are the two. Gretel becomes yeah. a witch's apprentice, or <laughs> in the version where Hansel, who is a good kid, lives, <laughs> they just take all those gemstones to like literally anyone else, and their father dies alone. Yeah, don't go back to your dad who abandoned you in the woods. <laughs> at least the stepmom died. <laughs> yeah, at least she died. But I don't, I don't like that we pretend that like he's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because after leaving his kids in the woods, uh, not. You still you still left your kids in the woods to die, so mm-hmm. you're out. You're out. You're done. No gemstones for you, buddy. We're, we're over. But yeah, that is Hansel and Gretel. It was amazing. Oh, you get a point because you did guess one of my fixes. Yay! I'm so excited to tell you this story. It is oh called Golden Hair. Okay. And it is in A Choice of Magic. And I actually picked it based on length. It's only like four pages, but it's wild and it's so absolutely perfect for halloween time oh my god okay i'm so excited so give me some background details on golden hair okay so golden hair is from uh, a, a fairy tale from corsica which is the french region it's a mediterranean island it doesn't say when i mean it's just kind of a traditional uh corsica fairy tale okay hmm. that's pretty much it Damn so it. <laughs> it's sort of French. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know that there's somebody in there, um, there the main character has golden hair. Well, that was I gonna be my it. first prediction. Curse you. <laughs> God, there's not a lot to go on. 
<laughs> Can you give me some genre tags? Okay, that there is a beautiful maiden with golden hair. Okay. And there are two potential lovers in this story. Golden hair, golden hair, golden hair, French folktale, two potential lovers. She's a beautiful maiden with long golden hair. Three predictions. Prediction one, golden hair cuts all her hair off. Okay. Prediction two, she marries neither of her suitors. Prediction three, golden hair is a peasant girl. I'll take it. Okay. Tell me the story. I want to tell you, first of all, okay, so there is actually a really great oral retelling that you can listen to on the internet by Dale Gilbert Jarvis. He is a storyteller, an author, and a folklorist from Newfoundland, Canada. He has his bachelor's in anthropology and his master's in folklore. Okay. And I do have the link. I'm sure the way I'm going to tell this, he did it so well that I'm definitely going to steal some of his inflections. Because he did such a great job. So if you want to listen to this tale or um, have like your kids listen to it without cursing and interjections from me and Abby, yeah. a more traditional retelling, definitely listen to the retelling by Dale Gilbert Jarvis because mm-hmm. he did an amazing job. It was really fun. Okay, to that's to. cool. I, I'll definitely listen to it. Yeah. And I haven't looked too much on his blog, but he's still doing some things. He's written some books. Um, I mean, he's into anthropology and folklore. So I already think he's just the greatest. Yep. <laughs> Our kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So once upon a time, Mm. there was a beautiful young maiden who had long golden hair. Well, I guess no one in this town was very smart or clever or respectful for that matter. So everyone, including her parents, just called her golden hair. Including her parents? And so seriously, what is up with fairy tales not giving women actual names? At least she's not just named the girl. (laughs) Uh, But what's with the crappy descriptions and why is it always about their looks? Mm -hmm. Not like smart brain or quick wit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Smart ass. (laughs) (laughs) Big nose. No, anyway. (laughs) I digress. The wicked Count Rinaldo fell in love with the young maiden's hair. Not her, mind you, just her hair, and planned to take her for his bride. Well, Golden Hair's parents were really into this idea because, hey, Count. Is he rich? He's got gold, baby. He's got gold, baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best reason to marry anybody. (laughs) Well, but Golden Hair did not love the wicked Count. Wait, so was he just into her for for her hair? Yeah, he was really into that hair. All right. Is she a peasant girl? Yes. Yes. Nailed it. Good job. Point for Abby. (laughs) All right. Continue. She loves who? Who does she love? (laughs) So the golden hair did not love the wicked count. Golden hair was in love with a peasant lad called Pietro and Pietro loved her. Also, Pietro sounds very Italian. So I think this region is also really close to Italy. If it's in the Mediterranean, then probably. Oh, ho, said Golden Hair's mother. Now her little daughter will be a countess. How fine that is. And oh, ho, said Golden Hair's <laughs> father. Count Ronaldo shall have her, but he shall pay me a bag of gold. <laughs> Which is great parenting. Good. <laughs> a plus. So her mother wept and her father cursed and raged because she would not marry the Count Ronaldo. And the wicked Count said, I will soon remove this worm from my path. The Count lies in wait for Pietro one dark evening with murderous intent. Mm -hmm. And the Count sees him and jumps on Pietro and draws his sword. (gasps) While Pietro draws his hunting knife (gasps) to defend himself. Oh, a knife versus a sword? I know. 
doesn't look good. No. But they squabble and they struggle. But it's not Pietro who is killed, but the count. <gasps> Go Pietro. All right. I know. Damn. He could really wield that hunting knife. Well, that seems like a quick fix to the problem. Yeah. Just <laughs> kill the other guy. Okay, but there's a problem. Oh, okay. Because Count Ronaldo is in high status. He's a count. Mm-hmm. Pietro knows that if he doesn't get the hell out of Dodge, as soon as humanly possible, he'll be hanged. Question. Does he call her golden hair? He absolutely does. <laughs> that is her name in the story. She should change villages. Go on. <laughs> golden hair. But before he flees, he tells her to wait for him while he sorts out his shit and builds them a home. And she's young and in love, so of course she agrees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Golden Hair waits one year with no sign of Pietro. Golden Hair waits two years with still no sign of Pietro. And Golden Hair waits three long years because she is a sucker. <laughs> Well, one day after waiting three years for her love to come rescue her, and in my notes I have, Golden Hair is definitely a teenager. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Such a teenager. Also, very Princess Bride. Yes, that's true. True true love. True love. (laughs) So one day Golden Hair is in the marketplace, and a young boy runs up to her and hands her a slip of paper and is off. She pockets the letter and runs home to read it alone. The letter reads... Our home is ready, Golden Hair. Look for me tonight at midnight, outside your window on my gray horse. Fucking finally. <laughs> Took you long enough. You couldn't write? <laughs> uh, Golden Hair waits until midnight, and she looks out her window to see a hooded rider on a gray horse waiting outside. Sus. And the rider calls, what? Sus. <laughs> <laughs> the rider calls out to her, Golden Hair, Golden Hair, come down and go with me. And Golden Hair cries out, Pietro, Pietro, my love, I will come. How long I have waited. That ain't Pietro. down to meet him. (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) He's so romantic. He's wearing a hood. That's a dead giveaway in a fairy tale. (laughs) Well, he thrusts her up on the back of his horse and they're off into the night. Patata, patata, patata. They ride like the wind. Golden Hair clasps her arms around him, the moon shining bright above them. Patata, patata, patata. Faster and faster they ride. Uh-huh. And okay. by the way, it actually says patata in the story, and I'm totally imagining I like Monty it. Python coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So after a while of writing, they pass a churchyard and a voice calls out from the graves. The clouds part, the light of the moon shines clear like day. A youth rides with his maiden. Living maiden, are you not afraid? What should I fear when I have plighted my troth, replies Golden Hair. Oh, yeah, you said living maiden, yeah? Yep. Why why would you, uh... Why would you be afraid? No worry, you know, I I just picked that word out of that phrase for no fucking reason. Please, (laughs) please do continue. (laughs) On into the night, patata, 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 they ride faster and faster. They pass a second churchyard, and again, a voice cries out from the graves. The moon shines bright as day, and a youth rides with his maiden. Living maiden, are you not afraid? Mm. Golden hair clasps the body, the rider's body, even tighter. What should I fear? I ride with my love, she calls out. Faster and faster, patata, patata, patata. (laughs) They pass a third churchyard, and yet another voice cries out from the graves. The moon shines as bright as day, and a youth rides with his maiden. Living maiden, are you not afraid to ride with the dead? Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) 
Golden hair clasps her lover tight and calls out, What should I fear? I do not ride with the dead. I ride with my lover. Laughter rises up from the graves of the churchyard, and the hooded rider laughs and calls out, Truly, you ride with your lover, but truly you ride with the dead. And the rider flings the cloak from his head and turns to leer at golden hair. The rider is not Pietro, no! No! It is the ghost of the wicked Count Ronaldo! <laughs> Say it's not so! It is so, so. Oh, no. <laughs> in hell I have burned. In hell I have waited. The ghost screams at golden hair. In life you escaped me. In death you are mine. <laughs> so he's ghost rider. <laughs> he's totally ghost rider. Is it Nick Cage? <laughs> I wish. Now I can only imagine this is Nicholas Cage. <laughs> so, obviously... Golden hair screams and tries to fling herself from the horse, but the ghost of the count grabs her by, you guessed it, her golden hair. God damn it. And she, she swings violently to and fro from the horse. Patata, patata, patata. They ride toward the world's end at the iron gates of the city of the dead. Ooh. And golden hair cries out, but who will save her? Well, none other. Who do you think? Who do you, who do you think saves Pietro? <laughs> None other than Pietro, of course. Even from far away, Pietro hears Golden Hair cry out, and he rides on his horse to save her. Patata, patata, patata. <laughs> they both ride two horses galloping into the night toward the gates of hell, where a red glow of fire can be seen beyond the ends of the earth. Oh my god. That's so cool. What a great image. It's not just the most. Two riders barreling down on the gates of hell. Like, cool. This is just like the most wild epic short for page fairy tale ever. Yeah. Patata, patata, patata. Pietro rides as fast as he can, watching Golden Hair bouncing wildly back and forth as the iron gates to the city of the dead open as they draw nearer. Pietro is now now rides abreast with the ghostly Count Ronaldo. He leans in with his hunting knife and cuts that glorious golden hair from the young maiden as they ride. Point for Abby. Point for Abby. <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful golden hair still clutched in the Count's ghostly hands as he rides straight through the iron gates into the city of the dead. And the gates shut behind the wicked ghost Count. And he had what he truly loved, her golden hair. Which is the creepiest kink ever. So creepy. I mean, like, not kink shaming. Not kink shaming. But you have to ask for it. But I mean, if that's all you want, if, if it gets cut off that's and you still have it. That's a little weird. And you're like, yeah. So everybody goes home happy is what I'm hearing. He is happy enough, so let him be satisfied. Is what Pietro says. Mm-hmm. Pietro rides off to a faraway land with his young maiden, for he loved her and not just her hair. Aww. He carried her into the country to their home where they were married and lived in peace and happiness ever after. Love. Twoo love. <laughs> Twoo love. Oh, I love it so much. That's so good. That's such a great story. <laughs> Isn't that perfect? It's a ghost story. As soon as I figured that out, I was so excited. Yes. <laughs> Wow, that is so fun. Okay. It was wild. And honestly, while I was reading it, I was not expecting the writer to be Count Ronaldo. No. <laughs> like, it wasn't until the goat, like, the bodies and the graves and the churchyards were kept calling her living girl that I'm like, okay. 
Yeah, I thought something was going to happen. I thought Pietro had died or something. That would have been quite a twist. Oh, man. Also, great uh, great Halloween-themed picks. <laughs> yes. Ghost, I know, ghost I Rider even... came out of hell to grab this lady by the hair. <laughs> yeah, I picked it based on length. And as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, man, I love that this is going to be our Halloween. Mm-hmm. Our spooky season. And well done. Story. Wait, okay, so how would you fix it? Um, I would fix her parents selling out her daughter for wealth and status and also give her a better nickname or use her real name. Yep. <laughs> like, it's fine that she has a nickname as Golden Hair, but, like, what, you could at least give us her real name? Also, stranger danger, stranger danger is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, that's a great fix, I think. Check under the hood. <laughs> Check under the hood always. Check under the hood when you're buying a new car and check under the hood <laughs> when a mysterious stranger who claims to be your boyfriend comes to pick you up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Shine a flashlight in there. Just check. I wouldn't necessarily fix that about the story, though, because that's what makes the story so awesome. That's true. That's true. But true also, that, it's that, just, that. it's so convenient that Pietro just happened to. Yeah, right on by. Her, hear her. He just happened to be like, right now, like, why didn't he come earlier? I have questions. I don't feel like Golden Hair should just marry him because of that one reason. She she should have some She questions. also waited for three years. Ooh, another potential fix. Uh, find a different boyfriend. You know, you waited. <laughs> like, I think, I think like around year one and you still haven't heard anything. Yeah, well, that was before the internet. It's true. <laughs> Maybe she really doesn't have a lot of great It's It's, now. I guess that's true. I guess it's not like Golden, Golden Hair had Tinder. She's like hooking up on a dating site. Yes. Then people would just get distracted by her glorious culinaire. Apparently a lot of people have quite a thing for it. (laughs) So what is the moral of the story for kids? True love always wins. Don't hop onto the back of a ghost rider. Stranger danger. (laughs) (laughs) I, I I feel like that might be the moral for both of our stories. Yeah. Yeah. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. real. Uh, don't accept candy from old women in the woods. Unless you're trick-or-treating. Unless you're then trick-or-treating. It's then it's fine. <laughs> it's fine one night a year. I love that story. It was so much fun to read. That's just, what a what a fun story. And also, I think there's like a faithfulness element of it, is that she was rewarded waiting for him. Oh, another moral of the story, uh, carry a hunting knife. <laughs> Carry a hunting knife. Carry a hunting Woo! knife. You never know. When you never know. Try to kill you. You never know when you're going to need to cut off your hair, mm-hmm. or someone else. Someone else is going to need to cut off your hair. That hunting knife <laughs> came in clutch a couple different times mm-hmm. over the course of the story. Um, maybe also don't be a jerk, and maybe ladies will want to marry you. Oh, that's a good one. You know that being being mm-hmm. rich is not a substitute for a personality. Also, I mean, you couldn't find somebody else with golden hair. Mm-hmm. That was into you. There's a lot of beautiful maidens oh. with golden hair. It's France. There's a lot of blondes. There. Probably. I don't <laughs> know. What if it's it's close to Italy? So I imagine that's a oh maybe. Beard. Anyway, anyway, that's a, that's an important. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> don't kidnap you people. You shouldn't try to force people into marrying, especially not when you're ghostwriter. Because <laughs> I feel like you have other things to do. I love that he waited in hell just thinking about her. Just thinking about that hair. Thinking about her hair. He's gotta oh, get that hair. <laughs> He really just wanted to he put it on himself. Mm-hmm. He really just wanted that. He made himself a wig of her gorgeous hair. <laughs> so That's good. really I all he it. wanted. 
I love the patata, patata, patata. Yeah, you told it very well, by the way. I was very tense. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Uh, please send us your fixes, you know, to either story. If you oh, absolutely. disagree with how we fixed it or love it, please let us know that too. Um, tell us any weird things your parents have ever told you. Yeah, what are some of your own personal fairy tales yeah. and folklore things that shaped you as a person? Yeah, exactly. Like, tell us your favorite folktales. Tell us, like, stories you want us to cover. Mm-hmm. Tell us weird stuff you tell your kids. We really want to know what you've been telling your kids. Oh, my gosh. Please send us all the weird stuff you tell your kids. Mm-hmm. We we really want to know. So in addition to, like, what grandma told you, we want to know what you're telling your children. <laughs> yeah, and tell us what fairy tales you want us to cover. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, You can hit us up on Twitter at fairytalefixpod. Uh, same handle on Instagram. You can also email us at fairytalefixpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me, Abby, on Instagram at Bonanza Famine. And you can find me, Kelsey, at uh, Monsieur Cheval. <laughs> yeah. By the way, my Instagram handle is named directly after my cat. That is her name, Monsieur Cheval. Monsieur Cheval. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Horse. <laughs> Yes, it's Mr. Horse in French. It's a long story. We'll, we'll, I'll we'll, tell you about it. We'll time. get into it some other time. And yeah, so Hansel and Gretel did not go to their father's house after defeating the witch. They took those golden gems to literally anyone else. Or Gretel helped the witch kill Hansel and became a witch's apprentice. Either would be fine. <laughs> and Golden Hair actually had a name and much better parents. And maybe moved on after just one year of not seeing her sweet Pietro (laughs) and they lived happily ever ever after (laughs) fairy tale fix is a fantastic worlds productions podcast hosted by Abby Lammel and Kelsey Horn written by Abby Lammel and Kelsey Horn produced by Abby Lammel Kelsey Horn and Dustin Alexander edited by Dustin Alexander theme song by Kelsey and Adam Horn Listen to the show, discover other Fantastic Worlds shows, reach out to the hosts, and donate to our Patreon on fairytalefixpod.com.